Good morning, everybody. Good to see all of you. Excited to see you and uh, want to welcome again all of our guests here. If this is the first time you're here, uh, really, really fired up that you're here. And it's great to have you. And I do want to encourage you to go back. I was checking things out in the back. And there are some, some donuts, delicious donuts. Uh, and I tried to get one, you know, in the beginning. They said I couldn't have one there for our guests. So, you know, it would be a shame to, for those to go to waste. They won't let me have one, but they'll let you have one. So make sure you take advantage of that. So uh, today we're, we're starting a brand new series. And uh, we're, we're looking at this thing called You'll Be Glad You Did. And, uh, you know, we all go through stages in life that... Uh, we go through it, and when you do something right, you know, for a change, and then you get to the next stage in your life, and you realize, man, I'm sure glad I did that in the last stage in my life. You know, I'm really glad I did. Or, you know, in this stage in your life, if, you know, you know there's some things you should do, and then you don't do them, and then you get to that next stage in your life, and you go, man, I wish I'd have done that. You know, I, I would sure be glad. So we're going to be going through this series, and it's, it's, it's all about if you make the right choices today, it can make all the difference in the rest of your life. If you miss something, if you fall asleep, okay, if you've got your head back on the back of the, the you know, the, the, the seat there, and you, you miss it, you can go back to our website, and you can watch it again, okay? Or if you, you know somebody who you want to watch this, you know, and, no, and I just want to say throughout the series, no elbow, okay, to the person next to you. None of that. No looking over, you know, just, hey, this is for you. But you can go to our website and you can get that. So this whole idea of you'll be glad you did. Do you know that the present right now becomes the past that shapes your future? That whatever you're doing right now is going to become your past that shapes your future. So if we make the right choices today, our future can be really, really, really bright. And our lives can be even better. But, you know, if we look at, and most of us, we look at life like, you know, I'm just focused on here and now. And we're not thinking, hey, today is my is my present that's going to be my past. And if I, make, if I make good choices now, if I do the right thing now, I'll be glad I did later. And so today we're going we're gonna to be looking at this whole idea and we're going to look at a question. And it's a huge question. And, and, and as we go through this series, we're going to be talking to different people in different stages of their life. And I just want to welcome our, our, our middle school students. You guys are in the house, right? Wait, wait raise your hand, all the, all the middle school students. Okay, you guys in the, in the youth ministry, great to have you. Okay, they're, they're not normally in big church, but today they're in big church. And the reason is we're going to be talking to them today. All of our students, you know, middle school students, high school students, and even a few college students. And so this week we're going to be focusing on our student ministry. And then next week we're going to be talking to the singles that are in the house, okay? Both in this service and then our evening service. And then the week after that we're going to be talking to couples. You know, maybe with no children, as you saw in the video, you know, maybe, maybe your children are all grown up, or we're going to be talking to couples. And then the, the fourth week, we're going to be talking to people over 40, okay, the, the older adults. 
And so I just want to give you a heads up. If you're over 40, we're going to be- make the font on the presentation even bigger. And I'm going to talk even louder for the older people so you can hear, okay? Because when you're over 40, you need a little help. Okay. But here's the thing, even though we're talking to students and we're talking to singles and we're talking to couples and we're talking to older adults, guess what? No matter what season in life you're in, you're going to be able to get something out of what we talk about. Because what applies to students applies to all of us. So let's, let's, let's get started. Okay, I got a question to start things out with. Can, can any of you guys tell me what this is right here? It's a what? It's a label maker. Do you know what a label maker does? Makes labels. You guys are so smart. Incredibly smart. You guys in the student ministry, you're going far. Okay, so I want to start out with, with some, some labels, okay? You ready? Now, if, if you fall in this category, I'm going to give you a label, and you get to wear this label the rest of the day, okay? Most of it's for our students. All right, do we have any eighth graders in the house? Raise your hand if you're an eighth grader. Okay, eighth graders? Here we go. Raise your hand. Can you pass this back to her? Okay, yeah. Yellow shirt. Eighth grader. Okay, you get to wear this all day, okay? That's your label. Honor, honor roll students. Honor roll students, yeah? You're honor roll. Hey, let's hear it for the honor roll. You guys wish you were honor roll. Here. You wear that right there, okay? Big and proud. Student athletes. Do we have any student athletes? Yep, student athletes. Okay, pass that back to her, student athlete. Okay, all right, this is big category. Okay, you're gonna have to be fast on this one. If you're an American, raise your hand. If you're an American. Okay, here you go. Okay, you get to wear that. All right. Okay, this is the last one. Okay, last one. I have to, I have to identify. Okay, this one. All right. Geek. Okay, has, has to be a guy. I, I said I got I to gotta identify it. I got to identify it. Okay, I got to identify it. Let me define it. Okay, geek means you have to be a guy. And the only reason a girl would talk to you is to get help with you programming your software on yourself or on your, on your computer. Okay, anybody that falls in that category? Okay, you guys are pointing each other. Anybody? Okay, yes, Kevin Vu. You're fine in that category. Kevin Vu. That's you. Pass that, pass that over to Kevin. Kevin. So those are labels. Labels. Amazing, he even got married. You know, he got married. He got married because he helped her with, you know, her software and helped her get her computer. And, right? Fiela, go ahead and say it. Yeah, he's good. All right. So, labels. Do you know that labels are incredibly powerful? And I have a question to start out. Who has the right, who has the right to label something? You guys, you got to hold the answers just for a second, okay? Who has the right to label something? If you get this question right, 
if you get this question right, especially for our students, if you guys get this right in your life, it will affect your future in a way that you can never imagine. It's so big. Okay? Who has the right to label something? Number one, manufacturers, right? You look at the back of your shirt, and you get the label, right? Who manufactures your shirt? Some of us wear our labels here on our shirts, right? You got the little alligator, or, or you got the, you know, the, the, the swoosh, you know? Or you got the no-name brand, right? It's got a brand on a label on it, but who knows who that's, where that's from? Probably, you know, yeah. Manufacturers, okay? Manufacturers put their labels on things. Another thing is owners get to put labels on things. Owners get to put labels on things. When you have something at your house and you take it out into the world, for example, you know, you buy luggage. What do you do with your luggage before you travel? You put a label on it and you're saying basically, this is mine. And sometimes we put a lot more labels than just that. We put a lot of labels on it. What if I was coming to your house and I went to your house and I got my label maker and I started to print my name on, on all the labels, and I go around and I put my name, my label, on all your stuff. Okay, does that work? Absolutely not, it doesn't work. See, because even though I put my label on it, doesn't mean I'm the owner, does it? And then the last one is this one, purchasers. Purchasers can put labels for our students, when you guys get a brand new backpack, how many of you got a new backpack this year before start, school started? Okay, what's the first thing you did with your new backpack? What did your mom tell you to do? Put your name on it, right? Somewhere, okay? Put your name on it, put some kind of thing on it because we need to know, people need to know that it's yours, okay? You purchased it, it's yours. It's my stuff. And we're gonna focus on this last category here today. It's really, really important as we talk about it. You know, and, and the question that we're going to look at today is, is so big. If you get this question right, we're going to look at the question, and I don't want you to answer out loud. I want you to think about it, okay? Especially you middle school girls. Middle school girls, it, it's just kind of something in their life that they, when they think something, they say it. It's just automatic, okay? So I'm going to ask you guys to, to hold back, okay? Hold back. You're going to want to say it. But if you get the answer to this question right, it could forever change your life. It can make the difference between you doing amazing things with your life. And the question is this. Who has the right to label you? Who has the right to label you? You know, and all of us, have labels. I don't know what your, your first label was, but you know, when I was growing up, I think I got my, I think I got my first label when I was uh, in elementary school in, in third grade. And um, my mom was really nice about it. She said, well, he still got his baby fat because I was kind of a chubby kid. So my nickname in the third grade, okay, so you guys know what, what my label was, was, was pig. Okay, I feel sorry for you. This is what my friends and neighbors, and one of the other reasons, I was kind of a chubby kid, 
And I also was very good at eating a lot of food. So the shoe kind of fit, right? But this is what my label was. This is what kids in, in the neighborhood would call me, right? And then as I got into, into middle school, I got another label because when I was, you know, finishing elementary school and then I got into middle school, I got in a lot of trouble. I had a file at the principal's office. It was very thick because I got written up all the time. And I got a label put on me that any good thing that was coming along in my life, that things were going well, I, I could screw it up. So I got another label, and that label was screw up. And, you know, these, these things can stick with you. And then the, the, the greatest label, the most, you know, powerful label that I got was in high school. You know how we have guidance counselors in, in high school? And guidance counselors, are, are, they have the role to look at your test scores, and they look at your grades, and they evaluate your future. And then all of us in the high school, I went to a really big high school, all of us had an appointment with our guidance counselor, and I remember, I, can, I will never forget my guidance counselor in high school. Her name was Mrs. Solares, and I will never forget her. Because I remember sitting down with her in her office, and I'll never forget these words, and she had all the sheets on the desk, and she evaluated my test scores, and she said, I just want to let you know, I don't think you're going to be able to go to college based on your test scores. So I want to encourage you to be looking for another, another road, another avenue for your life. I want to encourage you to think about a vocation. And basically what she basically gave me a label there in, in high school was that I was not smart. And I got put in, you know, classes, as we used to call them, uh, for the stupid kids. That's how we used to categorize it. Now they got different names. But among my friends, oh, you're in his class? Hmm. Not smart. So this was a label. Let me ask you a question. These, these labels that I carried around, do you think they affected my confidence growing up? Do you think they affected my motivation for the future in my life? You know, when I got near the end of high school, I basically believed what my counselor said, and I wasn't planning on going to college. It wasn't towards the, you know, the tail end of the summer where you know, I had to identify, maybe, maybe Ms. Solares is not right. Maybe there's some other things at stake. And so, so why are we even talking about this? I want you to understand labels are very, very powerful things. Labels have the power to lock you in to a life state, to an identity of who you are. They have, the, they have the ability to lock you in, and they also have the ability to lock you out of God's plan for your life. This is huge. This is so big because if you're not careful, if you let these labels stick with you, 
you could very well miss God's plan for your life. And that would be a tragedy. And this is something, you know, and I've shared some of my personal stories, and you know, you guys are all feeling sorry for me and everything, but let me, let me just say this. You, you've, you've, you've heard my story. You know a little bit about me, but here's something that I know about you, okay? You got labels. You do. And I'm going to give you some, some homework this week. Even if it's the first time here, we, we have a little bit of homework. I'm not going to quiz you on the Bible or anything like that, but I'm going to ask you to identify your labels. I'm going to ask you to go back and ask the question, what are my labels? See, labels could be something that people gave you, or they could be labels that you gave yourself. It could be a cooperative thing where, you know, you, you, you got them and you gave them or, or, you know, they were given to you and you modified them and then you wanted to believe. Let me talk to our students here because, you know, what's the most powerful label in school, in middle school and high school? Do you know what that label is? Popular. Ooh, it's powerful. See, if you're powerful or if you're, if you're popular, you have power in school. Even some of us think we, we think we're popular. But there's an insecurity there. And then some of us were not popular. And when you're not popular in school, do you know how that affects you? Do you know how it affects your, your outlook? How you see yourself? I mean, it's huge. And so I want to encourage you this week, if you're a guest here, identify your label. See, yeah, we're talking about things that people don't normally talk about, but they have huge effects on our lives, on our future. And if you identify those labels and you're able to separate them out, let me just say this, this could affect your future in a huge way. I mean, an incredible way. You know, names like student-athlete, well, you're a jock. Or you're a good student, or you know, you're is you know, if you're in the girl category, and this is huge too, if you're hot. If she's hot, what if she's not? How does she feel about herself? You know, and then there's that that time period where maybe you got braces and you're not hot. You know you might be one day, but see all this stuff. It, it, it affects us in a big way. And so what I want to encourage us to do today is to pull the labels that other people have given you and to start developing and be open to some new, a new label. Because we've all got them. So we'll go back to that question. Who has the right to label you? Who has the right to label you, and if you get this question right, I mean, wow, what a difference it'll make in your life, in your future. Let me tell you who has the right to label you. The one who made you, the one who owns you, and the one who purchased you. That's who has the right to label you. Does your coach have the right to label you? Do your friends, do your friends have the right to label you, to tell you who you are? 
people you don't even know who talk in circles far from you, do they have the right to label you? Does our media, does our world have the right to categorize you, to label you, and basically dictate your identity? No. The one who made you, the one who owns you, and this is the word we're going to focus in on today, the one who purchased you. See, because if you're a Christian, if you believe in Jesus, or if you, you're coming to faith, you, you, you understand something about what Jesus did. What Jesus did for us when he died from the cross, he, he paid for us. He gave his life for us. And by believing that message, by putting our faith in Jesus, by putting our faith in his word and giving our lives to him and letting God direct our, our lives and our steps and our future, we become purchased. Let me show you a verse here from Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Jesus' own words, he said this. He identifies for us why he came. He says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a what? As a ransom. He gave his life as a ransom for you. In other words, he paid for you. See, he realized that you were going in a wrong direction. He realized that you were lost and you were living basically according to these labels, and, and all of us have them. And Jesus is saying, listen, I want to rip these labels off of you. And I want to put a new label on you. I want to put a new value on you. See, because some of us don't value ourselves. We look at ourselves, we have a very low self-esteem. And we walk around a city like Los Angeles and we realize, man, we're just one in, in millions. And you, you pan out, you zoom out, and you go, man, I'm just, I'm just one in maybe a billion. Watch the news and I'm, I'm nobody. And if you allow people to put labels on you, you're going to probably have a very negative self-esteem. And Jesus is saying, hey, I gave my life as a ransom, as a payment to purchase you back and to give you a new identity. And so Jesus is trying to encourage us, rip off those labels. But you've got to know what those labels are so you can identify them. Let's look at another verse. Paul says this. He is, he's an apostle. He was a follower of Jesus. He gives us this advice. How do I undo, how do I undo these, these labels? How do I change what's been programmed into me for years, and so much so that I believe it? I rock around thinking this is who I am. How do I change it? Paul gives us this advice. He says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, conform, what it means is don't shape yourself. Don't allow someone to conform you, to shape you into what they think you are and what they believe about you. Don't conform to that. And then this, this word pattern, this word pattern means it was, 
It was already something that was done before you got there. It was a pattern. It was a mold. Do you guys know that before you started school this year, in August or this month, that the pattern was already set for who's hot and who's not? It was already pre-decided who's going to be cool and who's not cool. Before you even got there, before you even got a chance, it was already patterned. Who's going to be in the in crowd? I mean, you don't even get a chance sometimes as a student to change your label because it's immediate. And Paul's saying, listen, don't conform to that. Don't follow that because if you, if you follow this pattern of this world, you could miss something special. He goes on to say, but be transformed by the what? The renewing of your minds. It means you've got to change your mind. You've got to change the way you think. You've been programmed to think a certain way about yourself and about other people. He says you've got to renew that. You've got to, you've got to come up with a new mentality about yourself. You've got to stop believing what people have said about you and what the world says about you and start listening to someone else who can help you know who you are and change your value. He goes on to say, in, in looking at this renewing of your minds, it means basically God wants to put a new value on you. And so I want to say this to our students. Do you guys know this? That smart kids in school, kids that are smart, they're A students, they, they, they don't even have to study. They're so smart. They purposefully do bad on tests. Do you know why? Because they've been labeled as a smart kid and people don't like smart people because basically when the teacher sets the bar graph on who's, who's going to get what grade, they set the graph, they set the bar. Everybody hates the smart kid because he got the good grade and everybody else who's not as smart got the lower grade. In my school, we hated the smart kids. Is it right for the not-so-smart kids to pull down the smart kids but this goes on in school i mean what a tragedy for singles is is it right for a magazine to tell you what your sexuality is is it right for the media to decide that for you if you're in this category or that category, if you are shapely and if you're beautiful, if you're not beautiful, if you're athletic, non-athletic, et cetera, et cetera, is it right as a single person for someone else to tell you who you are? And it affects us. It affects us big time. And then the last thing for couples, is it right for people outside to tell you that this relationship is not going to work. We live in a quitter society. Everybody quits. They give you a label. This marriage is a bad marriage. This marriage is, I got a bad husband. I got a bad wife. Really? You're going to let somebody decide that for you? You're going to let somebody put a label on your relationship and on the future of your family? Because it's commonplace to quit. We're going to break up a family? Understand this. 
Labels are so powerful. And then he goes on to say in Romans 12, 12 the very end, he says, if you renew your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve of what God's will is. Basically, what he's saying here in this idea of will, God has a plan for your life. And I want, I want all of you to understand. If there's one thing I want you to understand here today is God has a plan for your life. He does. And see, that's what helped me to get this off of my identity because I knew God had a special plan for my life. I believed it. I knew it. And if you stick with this, you could very well miss this. That's how powerful it is. And then he goes on to say God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This, this whole idea, and let me just say this to the students. God's will may seem, until you're about 30 years old, it may seem bad. Okay, let me just say it. All right? For me, it was 21. God's will for my life was not good until I was 21. Because, see, what the world was telling me for so many years was what's good is bad. And what's bad is good. In the area of substance abuse and drug addiction and good times and parties and sexuality. What the world was telling me was all this stuff about what God says is preserve yourself, abstain, look at your body as something really special instead of just throwing it around. That's bad. What God says is bad. But what the world says is good. So you're going to have to understand until you're about 30 years old or depends on, you're, you're going to think it's bad. But if you hang in there and trust God, you're going to see later you'll be glad you did. I mean, huge. Now, it goes on to say his good and pleasing will. What does this word pleasing mean? It means you're going to enjoy it. There's going to be peace. There's going to be security about who you are. You're going to have a foundation to know that you're loved by God. He's got a plan for your life, and this plan will come through, even through the tough times, because you know he loves you. And then this last word here is this perfect will. Man, that's a big word, isn't it? Perfect? Let me tell you why Paul is saying God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. Do you know why God's will for your life is perfect? Who designed you? And I want you to understand, your design is unique. It's like nobody else. Even in churches, we get this wrong. We think that everybody's got to conform. No, everybody's got to be who God designed them to be. And everybody's unique. You know, Dan is not Sergio, and Sergio is not Dan. They're very different. They have different gifts. And what God is trying to do, he's trying to get us to discover our gifts and feel awesome about our gifts because he designed me. I'm special. And I have something unique that no one else has. And by following him, it becomes perfect. It's the right fit for the right person. So, 
Who are you going to allow to label you? Are you going to allow your boss to label you? I know you work for him or her, but are you going to allow her or him to label you? Are you going to allow a coach to label you? Are you going to allow a guidance counselor, a teacher, and even in some cases in our past, are we going to allow our parents to label us? See, now, if they're good parents and they're building you up and they're giving you good labels, building your self-esteem, awesome. But, you know, there's some abusive parents out there that they can do nothing because they were raised that way. They're going to do it again with their kids, and they're just going to dog them and say negative things about them and, and, and just run them down. And some of you lived in those situations. Are you going to let someone in that situation run you down? And, and, and I want to say this because... We ask ourselves, and we go, and, and, and look at this next verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. So from now on, Paul says it again, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. See, we're going to take these labels off, these worldly labels. We're going to take them off, and we're not going to live by these labels anymore. But we're going to do this. He says, though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. You know, this is so important because some of us have, have stereotyped Christianity and church for a long time. We had bad experiences growing up in church, and so we want to put that label on God. And like I said, certain labels can lock you out of God's plan for your life. And then the last verse here we're looking at is, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old is gone, and the new is here. You know what Armando shared? And this story could be multiplied by hundreds. Here's a guy with an old label, and he got a shot at becoming a new creation. A new husband, a new father, a new friend. See, there's so many of us in here that have had our labels changed. We can't even believe who we are now. I mean, guys, I got to tell you, this, this weekend as I was preparing this message, you know, I had to go back and ask myself about my labels, and I go, okay, and I'm looking through my high school yearbook, okay, students? I went back there, had to blow all the dust off it, black and white paper, you know, back in those old days. No, that's color pictures. I, I had to be honest, guys. I had to be honest. I don't even believe that I am who I am today Amen. when I look back at what I was doing at that time in my life. I mean, it's unbelievable. This thing here is not some pie-in-the-sky idea. That I've been married, and in December I'm going to be married for 25 years? I mean, wait a second. You don't understand. That was nothing about who I was when I was younger. I had no idea. I knew the percentages were really, really bad in my case. But see, God said, I want to give you a new identity. See, I wasn't faithful. I run around. And 25 years of faithful marriage. The old is gone. 
That stuff's gone. Those ways that I used to talk and live and act, they're gone. I look back and I go, who was that? I mean, it, it makes me feel like a pit in my stomach. I'm like, man, I, that is just so shameful. I used to be that person. But God's given me that opportunity. So I want to say this to us because, and if you're a guest here today, I'm, I'm going to give you a break, but I want to speak to our members because I feel like I, I need to help some of you guys because some of you guys have gone, you know, you, this is who you are in Christ, but for some reason you've kind of gone back to being the old person. And we look at people whose marriages, they're doing really, really bad, and you go, what happened here? What happened here? See, they, they went back to the old labels. And they started believing what the world says, and they start running each other's down in the household about, well, you always and you never. You can't say those words. Those words do not give hope for the future. You never? I mean, who, who always does something? Nobody always does something. Right? You can't say you always. And you never. I mean, wait a minute. There's got to be at least one time. Right? One day he was spiritual. One day she didn't nag. I mean, just one day she was happy can't say that but some of you are slipping some of you are slipping because you've gone back to being this old person and you've allowed the world to give you an identity and that's not who you are and so let me break it down what's our church all about our church is about changing people's identity because we don't want people to spend one minute with a label that somebody who had no business putting that label on them. And even in church world, people throw around labels, well, you're this and you're that. Whoa. I think you need to make sure you stick with what the Scriptures teach. Number one, who are you in Christ? You are dearly loved. And God believes in you, and he wants to work in your life versus trying to live up and trying to, 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 to be something that, you know, and earn something. And then you'll be in good standings with God. No, 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 it's the other way around. You are in good standings with God, and because you are in good standings with God, you live a different life. So this is so important. And that's what we want to do. I was talking to our teachers this morning, early this morning, and we got together and I said, guys, I want you to understand, our, our, our children's ministry is so, 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 so important. Do you know why? Because we've got to help our kids have right labels about what their creator believes in them. Because when they go to school and when they go to the neighborhood, they're going to get all kinds of labels, and that's not right. So, who has the right? Who has the right to put a label on you? Only God does. 
And if you want to know what that label is, if you're here for the first time, I want to encourage you to study the Bible, talk to somebody. Hey, just get to know. There's no commitment involved. There's like, oh, okay, i got to give my life today. No, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about information and getting a fresh perspective on who God is and how much he loves you. So I'm going to leave you with this homework. What are the labels? I'd encourage you to write them down and step back from it and go, wow, this has really affected me. This has really affected my motivation and my self-esteem. What labels have your friends at school put on you? Is it fair? Is it right that somebody else tells you? Is it right that someone else controls you? I mean, you're going to give them that power when only God should have it? What are those labels, and where did they come from? Some of them may be we, we did it. There are labels that we've given ourselves. And some of them may not be bad, but they're inflated, highly inflated. I mean, you, you think you're hot and you're not. You know what I'm saying? Humility is a good thing. I mean, I, I got some other labels that I came up with to combat this. I mean, you guys are feeling sorry for me, but I combated this with a lot of pride. I thought I was hot, and I was not. See, and pride is not good either, because there's going to be a hard fall coming up soon. And man, it hurts. Reality hurts. So it's best to be grounded. And let me tell you, God's view on you is huge. You don't need any inflated, puffed-up stuff when God has something so, so special. So I want to encourage you, you know, it's hot outside. Go to the back. Get to know what we're doing. But just so you understand what our church and our ministry is about, we don't want people to spend a minute of their lives living based on labels that other people have given. We want them to know what the label God has for them. That's what we're about. That's what we want to do. So let me pray for you, and you'll be dismissed. I hope you have a great weekend. And I hope you come back for next week for our part two of our series, you'll be glad you did. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for the privilege that we have to, to know about your plan for us, your good, pleasant, pleasing, perfect will for our lives. Help us, God, to not let this world and not let people around us put labels on us and on who we are. Help us to have your label on our lives, that we're dearly loved children, and that you have a very unique and special plan for our lives. Bless us today. Bless every one of our guests, God, that you'll be with them and help them and help each one of our members too, God, those that, that, are, that are straying away, God, that you'll bring them back in and that they can throw away the old labels and put on the new ones. God, we love you. Bless our afternoon. Bless our week. And we ask you to help us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week for part two.